I'm glad you chose to join us today. Good morning. I'm Pastor John Hardeman with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. Today's date is January 17, year 2021. We will have communion following the service, so uh, go ahead and get your elements ready for following the service. We will receive communion together. The title for today's sermon is You Shall See Heaven Open. These are Jesus' words. The text I'll be reading to you is found in John chapter 1, and I'll be starting at the verse 43, and I'll be reading out of the New International Version. Follow along as I read. The next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, were from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. And then he added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Bow your head with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in this passage of Scripture, there's many avenues in which you, our minds will go. But Father, through your precious Holy Spirit, we recognize you as a real teacher here. And Father, I just ask that we'd be able to see ourselves in this story. The God who knows us, the God who sees us. And truly, uh, recognize your truths through Scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a lot of information here, and it would be a lot of fun to explore, but I'd like to jump in in verse 48, where uh, Nathaniel asked Jesus, How do you know me? I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathaniel realized that Jesus read his very heart while he was under the fig tree. This understanding would imply that Jesus knew Nathaniel's snarky, smart alecly remark uh, the, the, to Philip about the Nazarene. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Jesus was telling Nathaniel something else. It was not that Philip found you, Nate, but that Jesus has already found him before Philip arrived. Upon learning of the Lord's omnipresence, beneficence, having known his exact location even uh, before Philip found him, Nathaniel, like John the Baptist, declared, Jesus, the Son of God, you are the king of Israel. The implication that Jesus saw Nathaniel is significant for us today. Why? 
Because Jesus sees you right now. He knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows your motives behind your actions because he's all-knowing. Remember the time Hagar uh, ran away from his mist her mistress, Sarah? God finds her and tells her to return to Hagar, a return, and Hagar gives God this name. You are the God who sees me. The Samaritan woman at the well, you remember, it's a familiar story. But she has a similar uh, testimony. She told everyone about this man who told me, this is the name, he told me everything I ever did. What does God see in you? This should encourage us or challenge us to be better. Which is it? Let's move under the fig tree with Nathaniel. The phrase under the fig tree is actually uh, Bible talk used to describe a person meditating on what he had learned. In this case, we would assume he was meditating from what he learned from the law. Some scholars believe Nathaniel had been meditating on this very act found in Genesis, what we know is Genesis 28, where Jacob dreams of heaven coming open, and there's a, a highway, a stairway between earth and heaven. Today, one would think, who does that anymore? <laughs> Meditating. True, it's a lost art, but quite rewarding. Young men in Jesus' time spent their free time in the synagogues listening to scholars debate parts of Scripture. Remember, all they had was the Old Testament. Then they would spend much of their time afterwards, their alone time, meditating on what they heard. Thus, to find Nate meditating under the fig tree would, be, would not be uncommon. One talking point at that time would be the Messiah. The Messiah was to come. After that discussion, what do you think they did? They would visualize what this one to come would be like. What would he do? And yes, they would use their imagination to figure it out in their own minds. Relating to Jesus' words from verse 51, and given uh, what we know of God and of Christ Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit today, it would not be far-fetched to find Nate or Nathan, uh, Nathaniel under the fig tree meditating on the story of Jacob, where he had a vision of a ladder going up to heaven and angels ascending and descending from heaven to earth and back and forth. I like to think that this was what Nathaniel was thinking about when Philip brings the news. I have found the Messiah. Nathaniel meets Jesus and believes. And Jesus said, you believe because I said, I saw you under the fig tree. But Nathan, you will see heaven open and with angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In my mind's eye, I can see Nathaniel's jaw drop. 
sometimes I'm surprised that my jaws open and, and I can feel my wife reach her index finger underneath my jaw and raise it back up. That's kind of how I envisioned Nathaniel was when Jesus said that. The Bible allows us to speculate what Nathaniel was thinking about. But we do have Jesus' words stating that Nathan will, in verse 50, you will see greater things than that. And 51, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus' words ascending and descending from heaven would bring Nathaniel's mind to Jacob's dream of the ladder from earth to heaven. Nathan would, very, would be very familiar with this story. What a revelation. Right before Nathan's, Nathaniel's very eyes, he is seeing the gates to heaven. It's not a dream. It's a reality. Jesus made it very clear through Scripture that he was the way. No one comes to the Father except through the Son, Jesus said. People like to justify themselves by stating a religion. I belong to this, or I went to this church. Even I've heard I'm a good person, but that is not and will not save anyone. The only way to get to heaven is end eternal life is through God's Son, Jesus Christ which transitions us to communion. But first, let me summarize what we learn. The first and foremost, Jesus knows your heart. He sees through you. You can say and you can dress up really clean and uh, shower and, and you look good on the outside, but Jesus knows what's on the inside. He sees through you and knows you. And thirdly, it is only through Jesus' blood that you will see and live with God. So, what does Jesus see in you? Have you asked him to forgive you of your sins? Are you living in the life he has given you? If the answer is yes, then you are ready to receive communion. If the answer is no, there's no time like the present. It's as simple as the ABCs. A, accept that you're a, a sinner. And the Bible tells us that we have all sinned. And B is to believe that Jesus Christ is everything Scripture says he is. And C, commit your life to Christ. Be by your hands with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you are the God who sees me. You saw Nathan, Nathaniel, before Philip ever arrived. You see us right where we are. You not only see us, you see through us. So, Father, we stand before you. We sit before you. We kneel before you, exposed. 
We need to ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive us. And Lord, may we receive the elements of communion with a pure heart. In Jesus' name, amen. The night that Jesus was betrayed, he called his disciples together and he said, I've waited for this time. I yearn for this time where we can be together. And as they were the 12 disciples around Jesus on the table, Jesus took a loaf of bread. He raised it towards heaven, blessed it and tore it and said, this is my body torn for you. Take and eat. The same evening, he took the fruit of the vine. Again, he raised the chalice towards heaven, blessed it. And he said, this is my blood shed for the sins of the world. We know this act with Jesus being on the cross, dying in our place. Will you take and drink? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. We have no other words to say. So accept our lives as living sacrifices today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. God bless you. Bye.